Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Four words. Nineteen letters. Say them and mommy yours. What? Four words. Nineteen letters. Say them. I'm yours, baby. Oh, okay. Release. The. Oh, for the love of Christ. Snyder Cut. You're close. Love of Christ also contains okay. two. Zack Snyder. An evergreen, evergreen way to start an episode, because there's always something stupid going on with the Marvel. I thought Marvel. that was a, I honestly thought that was a parody account that I saw, and it's real. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. But when they made wanted posters. When your life is a parody, then it just becomes your existence. I'm God bless. That's what the that's what the founders intended for. <laughs> ah, stupid people. But we're not talking about the Snyder Cut for more than fifteen minutes of this episode. I, I promise. We're gonna try to. I usually you you people would be surprised how much Snyder Cut talk we have to cut. Per episode, just, just it goes over. Like really, been been very very dedicated to cutting that down. But today we're here to talk in a little Memorial Day. Thank you for your service, Josh. Uh, mm-hmm. Episode recording of a little scenes episode. Another one of these little scenes. I think we're running out of these because we've done. We've only done two. So we did no, Star three. Wars and Marvel. Did Marvel, Star Wars, and Harry Potter. Now oh, that's right. Well, those are the big ones. Those are the yeah. three. Yeah. This is like now we're into the we're into the B tier, like probably before Joker, maybe DCU scenes, but like, yeah. how do you choose just five? Like, there's the piss scene, there's the Jolly Rancher scene, there's the digging up Superman's corpse while he's wearing pants but no shirt because was he buried like that or what was the in canon? I thought he was buried in a suit. He was, but he came out and he didn't have a shirt on. I don't think we ever really got I, I an explanation I, of what happened I there. I didn't write it. I don't know. Again, this this is not <sighs> the fifteen minutes you? of Snyder cut talk that we're going to be cutting out because that may that's the that's the justice cut. That's the justice cut, bro. I just I enjoy that movie, but I just don't ever want to talk about it. <laughs> what you telling me? You don't want to talk about Justice League, the magnum just, opus of filmmaking. Uh, <sighs> I mean, it is, it's easily the most coherent of all the DC uh, films ever released. I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean to be honest, it kind of is. It def- well, it, I'm saying it definitely doesn't look like it's two movies uh, stitched together, like Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein's at, monster, at least I should say. the plot is easy to follow. Because it sucks? Unlike another DC movie that a cult of fans seem to think are, is a masterpiece. You're just not smart enough for it, bro. Yeah. Watch... Get at least 25 episodes of Rick and Morty under your belt, and then you can understand the next level genius. Exactly. At least there aren't six enough. subplots, half of them setting up for another movie. You so. know, if not for the Silver Bullet subplot in BVS, how can you possibly understand the subtext? Nightmare? Are you kidding me? Oh, God. I love how they did the the Flash thing where he visits Bruce while he's sleeping is still the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Lois is the key. <laughs> like they really swung so hard. 
And now whenever people watch that movie, like, you know, if we have kids and they're like, oh, we we'll watch Batman movies. Then they pop in BVS, three-hour cut, obviously. They're just like, what's up with this Flash? Why is he coming to the pass? What's going on here? Just like, I don't I really don't know. You know Ezra Miller is not coming back, right? Well, last I heard, he was doing – he was writing the screenplay for is Flash. Him, him and Fisher's uh, – what's their – their uh, contract expires this month. That's hysterical. Yeah, they're done. Bye-bye. <laughs> you tried. It's not – it's no fault of their own. Like, Fisher is – didn't get anything to work with, and Ezra Miller is kind of – he's either great or I, he makes me want to gouge my eyes out. So, like, they'll both be fine. It's just – it was just a waste. We really only need Wonder Woman from here on out. And at least in that continuity, because Batman's in his own thing. How bad uh, is it when you completely destroy your Batman and Superman franchise within, like, a year of each other? Two years? Three years? You know that scene in Anchorman where Ron Burgundy comes home and he's talking to Baxter? He's like, you ate an entire wheel of cheese? That's I'm not even mad. That's impressive. That's kind of how it is. It's pretty amazing that they were able to do that. I just, I can't. And just the irony of them taking 75 years to make Wonder Woman because they never thought it would work. And it's the only thing that worked. Also, the irony of, the <laughs> I think I think this is pretty much a verifiable fact now, that Man of Steel, BVS, and Justice League combined made less than Avengers Endgame did. Has, so far. Like, I think that if I'm doing the math here correctly, what was it? Man of Steel was like 660. Yeah. BVS was like in the 875 yeah, range. Yeah, 850, 870 something. Yeah, and then Justice League was around 6. So that's yeah. about, that's at least it's in, bit, within the ballpark. It's around, it's around 2 billion. <laughs> what the, how do you do that? How do you, by, by how do you fuck up move. that bad? <laughs> it feels like, I, I genuinely think that if, we, if we, if you and I, Joe and Anthony Russoed, but with those th- exact three movies, I think we would probably do better. And that's amazing to me because we're both so stupid. <laughs> I wouldn't trust myself with any of those characters. <laughs> I, would, I mean, now that we, now we know it's, they're kind of damaged. I mean, now we know like not, now we know what not to do. Well, but let me ask you this. Looking at it, as objectively as you can, which character has been fucked up more, Batman or Superman? Theatrically, su- I should probably say. Probably Superman. Yeah. Okay. They've already screwed up his death in return. That's like the, his biggest That's thing true. in his history. And they've completely destroyed it. But Dark Knight Rises exists. That movie? Is, anyways, That's we're spending move. way too much just, time on DC. I, way too I don't much time care. on DC. You Dark Knight Rises right. is terrible. I'm sorry. No, it's not. I can't live with it. I can't live the lie anymore. I need to be honest with myself. That movie's a trash. BBS is way better. I will take Darn Rises over pretty much any DC movie. Except Wonder Woman. Darn Rises just bums me out because, like, it's not the ending they deserved. I don't know. Whatever. It's a great ending. Cody isn't here, by the way. Um, because I know he would have some thoughts on. Such a great ending. Every that whole scene where Alfred says goodbye is phenomenal. I'll fail you. It's great. But Joseph Gordon Levitt is great. He's the best. Really, watch the movie again and He's pay very enough. specific attention. Now, I'm not saying to his performance. Obviously, we're going to come down on different sides of his performance. You think he's great? I can't stand him. 
the writing for him was just the most wonky shit ever. It's like, it's like, we don't know what's down there. It's like, the commissioner's down there, sir. And then later in the movie, like, well, there's a bunch of cops down there, sir. He's just the biggest, like, bitch boy scout in the world. I hate him so much. But Cody's not here. Um, he is attempting to set the world record for most appendectomies in a 24 hour span. So we obviously wish him, uh, wish him the best of luck there. Uh, whatever, what is, I don't even know what's happening. What's coming out next week? Um, whatever it is. Dark Phoenix? No, that's, 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 oh, Godzilla. Yeah, I'm, I hope he's going to have some Godzilla thoughts. That should be Is he going to watch that movie? Maybe. I don't know. I could probably convince him to, because I don't know, this one... So stubborn about it, just see it. This this new one is really bumming me out. They're showing so, so much. I know they have to sell it. Just don't watch... I know, I it's, watch it's the hard first. to... Because like, they sell it to people they, like Cody that are like, hey, I don't want to see the movie because the last one didn't show Godzilla. I know, I know. They're, they're, the pendulum's swinging the other way. It's just like, when it comes to trailers and the theaters, or if I'm just like watching sports on TV, it's a big sports... Yeah, well, like, they're putting in it in all the sports, like the... The conference finals I mean, are unwatchable. The way I see it, there's it's a two-hour movie. They've shown, what, maybe ten minutes of footage? Yeah, but the stuff they're not showing, I'm imagining, is like boardroom scenes. H- human, and, yeah, human stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's like, who needs that? Somebody needs oh. to make a big monster movie without the humans. Of, course, of, of all the early buzz or whatever, I've heard it's a lot more monster-heavy, so we'll see. How doesn't how does that movie not cost three hundred million dollars? I have no idea how it doesn't cost five hundred million. Pretty it's amazing. like entirely CGI. Good for them. Cutting corners. Um but yeah. Uh yeah, Cody will be back at some point. I think planning out the next car cast for whoever in the iTunes reviews was shouting that out. But maybe. Uh but before that happens, uh the X-Men franchise is ending, question mark? I guess. I don't know. I mean, basically, New Mutants is going to get dumped on Hulu. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm just more just talking like the main Magneto, Professor X, Cyclops of it all. Yeah. Like, I was I was on YouTube the other day, and they were showing one of those, like, five-second preview things before it got yeah. to the video. And yeah. it was X-Men related. I was like, oh, what's this? And it's like a two-minute featurette. Which, yeah, that's the ending. Yeah, yeah, where like I've you'd expect that. that to see that before Endgame. I was like, wait, yeah. what? Really? Yeah. Like, it's well, such a weird the, last the reason, minute pivot to this. I know it's because of Fox. It's because of Disney. Yeah, because of the merger, Fox. they couldn't they couldn't act like that until it was final because they didn't want to deal with legal shit. But I know I. But I feel like the movie isn't really an ending. No, no. they. Pro- that's probably what part of the reshoots were. Yeah, probably. Write them and and they just didn't market it that way until now. Do you know what a lame duck Congress is? No. So between an ele- like, with if, if you're not from America or if you don't pay attention, every two years we elect like everybody in the Congress in the United in the House of Representatives is up for re-election. Like Senate, they have you know six-year terms, President's a four-year term, Congressman's two years. No matter what, you get you can get under re-election. And with some, uh, most of the time, really, there's a pretty big swing in how Congress. Uh, you know, who has control over it. And there's a little, because we're weird, there's like this little two-month gap between the election and then when the new members of Congress are inaugurated, where the Congress people who were voted out keep their seat, but they like can't, they usually don't do stuff because it's a lame duck Congress and they're bailing, so why should they vote on anything important? That's what this kind of feels like. It's like, it 
it's it's past the point of where we know this is ending, but it's not quite to where it could begin. So like the, it just feels like this random little final chapter that is also <laughs> kind of feels like it's in the middle of a book. If that makes sense, <laughs> it's it's like I don't know. It's just very confusing. Yeah, and it's just yeah. and I. And I mean, I there's guess, nothing we can do about it. I guess the question I want to pose to you, which is a good way to start think, start off our scene discussion, is does the X-Men franchise deserve better? The X-Men, like this iteration of them, or just the X-Men franchise? Just like, everything. From Brian, from do. McGee's to now. I mean, if we're just talking about the movies that we've gone so far, then I think they deserve this. This is this is the ending they deserve. They've Okay. They, you know what? They can't... They, Went downhill with the apocalypse and or not apocalypse, um, well apocalypse, but um, what's the one? The Wolverine movie Origins. Went downhill with that, which I don't think you've ever even seen. Nope. Um, and uh, X three, both of which are terrible. Came back first class in the Wolverine Days Future Past, and went down again with Apocalypse. And now they started coming back on the rise, and now they have Dark Phoenix, which looks like a big pile of garbage. So, and apparently New Mutants sucks. So I, I have no idea. I hope it's good, but it just. It's too inconsistent. When they're good, they're good, but when they're bad, they're painful. So, just it's just time to. I I want to see what Marvel can do. Let's see what Kevin Feige can do with these characters. So. Pretty miraculously, uh, just under fifty percent of these movies were directed by total a holes in that in Brian Singer and Brett Ratner. So that's got to be some sort of record as far as uh, yeah. movie franchises go. So I mean. Congrats! That's your legacy. Is that you have the most problematic director slate of all time? So way to go. Um, I guess. I mean, I think they. I think this series deserves better, but only in the sense that um, X Men: First Class and Days of Future Past. I think were a good, a really good like start. I guess to this new age of X Men, and then yeah. Apocalypse. Just kind of the goodwill, the goodwill disappeared, and they introduced yeah. us to younger versions of characters that I didn't care at all about. No, and not at all. This now setting up Sophie Turner as like, I honestly until this movie they ma- started, they're making the same mistake they made with the last version of Dark Phoenix, yeah. but they just took less time. And honestly, it took even less time until this I don't get it. until this new movie. You no, know, we started hearing about it. I really, truthfully, did not realize that Jean Grey was in any of the other movies before, after, like, uh, yeah, like, she like did, after X3. Yeah, after she, quote-unquote, died. Like, I really had no idea. It was like, really? She was, was she in First Class? Was she in Days of no. Future Past? Was she in that? I, she was in Apocalypse for eight yeah, seconds. Yeah, she was in Apocalypse. And well, she was a main character in that. Was well, she they tried. They tried to make her. Her and Cyclops and uh, uh, the other chick, uh, Storm, like, they... They tried to introduce them, but they was also had to balance it with Apocalypse and the Four Horsemen and uh, Charles and Magneto and everyone. So, and that's why that movie isn't good. Uh, so yeah, only, only took me three years to admit that. So, but yeah, jeez, way to go, right on the ball as always. Like yeah. I don't even what ha- what happened with Apocalypse though. Oh my god, I was, was re- I was rewatching some clips from it for. The scene, pick out some scenes. He, Oscar Isaac's Apocalypse is a fucking tragedy. He's Ivan Ooze. That is a, one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's that's a big, that screams like a paycheck roll. 
And the fact that he was like really wasn't in the movie uh, outside of his makeup, like maybe it was in one scene. I feel like nobody thinks of it when they think of Oscar Isaac. They think of Star Wars or Ex Machina or um, Inside Lewin Davis. So he probably got like $8 million for that and bought a summer house and I can live with that. I'm, I'm, I do not hold that against him at all. And he was in a stupid costume. So, um, Jennifer Lawrence also is in these, apparently. I've discovered. Is she in Narc Phoenix? Yes. She, and she dies. <laughs> Which was in a trailer. So that really goes to show how confident they are in it. But let's move on to some uh, more happy things. Good scenes. Scenes we enjoy. Um, my list skews a lot more uh, recent than I thought it would. So that's something. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's do some honorable mentions first. Since I know what your number one is going to be. Do you? Gonna, yeah, well, pretty much. Um, okay. I'm going to have you go first and give your any honorable mentions you have. Okay. I pretty much just picked one or two scenes from each of the movies. So. Um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, for a so a couple honorable mentions. Uh, the ending with Jean in X2, her sacrifice, she comes to Dark Phoenix. That's a, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. It's probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, from first class, the bar scene. Awesome scene. Oh, with uh, the Nazis? The, yeah, Sorry, yeah. the very fine people? Yeah. Um, the train fight and the uh, Hiroshima opening scene from the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from Days of Future Past, the whole We Need You to Hope Again with Charles meeting Charles. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, baby hands from Deadpool. <laughs> um, scenes, then, not jokes. Scenes, not bits. That's a, that's a scene. It's, I don't know. It's a whole scene. Doesn't fit my definition. Then I'm just okay. gonna throw the whole Deadpool movie in there, cause there's not really any yeah. scenes. It's just great jokes. That's fair. Um, and then Deadpool 2, uh, the, uh, when he goes to heaven and sees Vanessa. Um, um what else is there? Oh yeah, uh, Apocalypse, the Wolverine scene. Uh, wow, really? Yeah. I guess that kind of lost its luster once Logan came out. Yeah, pretty much. Logan. We'll talk about that later. And then a couple scenes, couple scenes from Logan. Logan vs. X-24. The whole forest fight scene. The whole Charles Charles in bed before he gets stabbed. The pool noodle fight. Yeah. And then uh, the casino scene where Charles has his little conniption. No fight scene at that Long John Silver's? No? Okay, well. I guess that's your problem. Uh, I have one honorable mention. It's uh, the – this is – I know I just ribbed on you for having a Deadpool thing that wasn't a scene, but mine's more of a sequence. Uh, I went with, like, pretty much the first ten minutes of Deadpool 2 from, like, when the movie starts and he, like, kills himself to Scoutmaster yeah. Kevin. Brilliant. <laughs> one of the best te- first ten minutes to a superhero movie ever. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the movie happened. And then my it's other great. honorable mention is the ending of Deadpool 2, because I left and it was over, so that was good. Um, <laughs> Deadpool 2 is good. Watch it again. <sighs> Maybe. I hate how wholesome it gets, though. I hate how... It, how wholesome it gets? I mean, how it, like, becomes a real movie? I hate that. Why? Give me jokes. It's, like, one of my favorite things about it. Give me jokes. Deadpool is an actual character. I don't think so. I do. Do the funnies. Wade and Vanessa are a better couple than most superhero couples. Dance, monkey, dance is what I want. Um, your number five, then. My number five is uh, from Logan. 
It is. Wait, wait, is this just a Logan list? I'm just going to let you know four of these are from Logan. One of them is from another movie. I won't Fucking say which I told you to clump them, you bastard. No, not doing that. Oh, my um, God. I just want to talk about three of them. Such a meme. Um, Laura, uh, the, uh, her introduction fight um, in, like, where she rolls the head across the ground and goes insane and reveals her claws. That whole fight is just, it's probably the best action scene in any of the X-Men movies to me. It's just, it's so good. It's everything with her in the movie is so good. Can we just talk about Logan for two hours? I hate you so much. <laughs> I really, really oh, this do. movie is so good. It's so good. Laura's so good. Daphne Keen's so good. Her next uh, project, by the way, is His Dark Materials. Yeah. Yes, that looks awesome. The HBO. I'm vaguely familiar with the books. With Lynn manuel and... James McAvoy. Oh, yeah. I'll, I might watch that. I liked The Golden Compass from 10 years ago. So. <laughs> Her dad's in it, too. Will Keen. He's an actor. That's fun. While riding off his daughter's coattails. Very, very cool, dude. Um, yeah, that's the... Uh, that was... I remember... I, th- I think I remember that scene. But I've sort of blocked all Logan-related things that aren't a meme from my memory. So there's really no way to tell. But it sounds nice. Uh, my number five is uh, the Deadpool romance montage. Pretty much from when they meet to the... Um, you mean the sex montage? G- yes. But mostly because it's... The sex montage is funny. And, you know, there's great jokes. And the the final punchline is hysterical. But when I was... I was also like you. I was rewatching scenes on YouTube. And I came across that one. And I forgot that right in the middle of it... Of all the crazy sex stuff, they're just like both in these chairs on like a rainy cold day and they're, you know, mm-hmm. under blankets and their sweaters and reading books and they just both look up to each other like happy Lent. <laughs> and, then, and then they like kiss each other through the air and then it cuts to the next, to like the next thing. I was like, that's fucking hysterical. That's funny. That's very, very funny. <laughs> Gave it up for Lent. I just love the fact that even as they are, they're still very devout enough to do to actually participate in Lent. But that's that just... first Deadpool movie is so perfect to me. It is great. I have very good memories about seeing that movie, and for reasons I will not disclose. That was, that was the one you were hating on before it came out. Well, I remember that. That doesn't really narrow it down. I I hate that's, most things. That, that's that's a lot of things. Most most, most things. Four for you. All right. My number four is from not Logan. Uh, It's from uh, X-Men Apocalypse, actually. It is the scene in the forest with Magneto. I don't remember that. At Auschwitz? No, when his daughter dies and he kills everybody. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, That's the only legitimately great thing to come out of that movie. Hmm. I mean, Psylocke, but yeah, sure. That costume is horrible. I mean, that's the greatest character in the X-Men. No, that was, I mean, that's... You were all over that scene when the movie came out. I was, I was. But it go, just goes to show how little shelf life the series has that I've completely forgotten that it exists. Yeah, it's a great uh, scene. Yeah. It's it's a great the, scene the that meme, deserves though, a better movie. The meme, though, of, like, from first class to... Um, Dark Phoenix of these taking place 
in the different decades is just like absurd. Every, why are they 10 years apart from each other when the characters age in, like, almost nothing at all? Because they're, like, trying to catch up to where the originals were. And, like, why? Like, just They should have just done a hard reboot. I don't even know. Don't expect don't me to have these answers. Whatever. They're going to do it right. It's fine. It's going to wait five years. But then that just gives them the chance to throw in, oh, well, this there's no footing in this. This doesn't have a foundation, but we're just going to give Magneto a family just so that we can kill him, you know, for to do something with this character instead I, of the I agree, Charles, the Charles I, I, whatever his name is, Dance. I, all over I agree, again. but it works. it's so well done because yeah. Fassbender is incredible, so. Mm-hmm. It's just time jumps, you got to be careful with them. But to do them every single time and just, like, reset where everybody is. And, yeah, pretty know, much. That's what they do. It's like, oh, come on, seriously. <laughs> every movie is just Charles or uh, Eric. No. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> then he does it. And that's Don't do that thing. I'm going to do the thing. Oh, God, he did the thing. I hope he doesn't do that again. X-Men. We're really taking the characters in interesting directions this time. New territory. Charles! Right. I did the thing again! You're number four. You can't stop me! Um, you're killing independent Eric Elaine. Charles. Uh, my four is from Logan, actually. Um, I feel like this is probably gonna show up on yours. And I say that facetiously because it's his death, so I'll just stop talking about it. You're number three. <laughs> Um, my number three is also from Logan. The rest of my, the rest of mine are from Logan. <laughs> wow. Uh, it is the scene where they bury Charles. Mm. I don't remember that scene. Yes, you do. Was, did it have any pop culture references? Oh my fucking God. Cause that's my only, no, no I, I remember he, he refreshed my memory. So he is in that hotel room. He like blows up. And then he dies? Is that when he dies? No. Okay. Please, are you serious right I now? I seriously don't remember. Oh my god, watch the... <laughs> I've had... I have this is to... my favorite movies of all time. You treat it like, like it's nothing. It kills me. Um, I've got a lot of Mamma Mia anyway. space that is taken over. I, I know Mamma Mia 2 by heart now. Because I've seen it like four times. So so. The... No. When... With their they, the people that they like have dinner with, they like stay there for the night. Oh and the yeah. Next twenty four shows up and stabs. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. I remember, I remember the the family yeah. now because that was the whole. And they, then they bury him the next morning. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then they, okay. instead of a cross, Daphne Keen walks over and turns it nope, into, wrong, an, no. into an X. Nope. That's, wrong. Wrong scene. That's the right scene. That's what happens. That's not good what pick. Happens. That's a good good little pick. You don't even remember that scene. Um, the fact that the rest of your list is Logan related and this means this didn't, my number three didn't make yours is frankly illegal, I think. What is your number partially, three? Part of me hopes that you just forgot it. The Quicksilver scene in Days of Oh, that was, past? that was, I, I thought about it. That's, that made it, that was one of my earlier honorable mentions and I was just from both of them. I was just like, yeah, it's fun. Wow. Definitely I don't. Gonna... I don't. I don't think those scenes are anywhere as amazing as everyone makes them out to be. They're fun, but like, I'm, I don't care. Definitely I don't care about be, that character. Definitely going to be sending that pipe bomb. It's, That's for he's, sure. He's fun. 
it's entertaining. I mean, Evan Peters is in general just, like a like whole thing. Just, they put a song on and he runs in slow motion. It's it's cool. I mean, I've seen this. The reason I have it as high as I do is the fun factor, and then I saw. I think on the Blu-ray there was like a behind-the-scenes little feature no, about it, which was fun. Really cool. I've seen, yeah, I've seen. Like, I've seen that I mean, to their credit, they did invent something, and they didn't just Avengers: Age of Ultron yeah. it, and it's like or Flash, where like, hey, he runs really fast. It's like, yeah, okay. they created like a new technology for it. It's really cool. Yeah, I feel like, but if you can do you know, something new and interesting, so. Eh. I mean, doesn't he save kids in the next one? I think I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting enough. I, I guess. It's a fun. Why can't you like fun things? I like sad, serious things. Sad. He's no Aaron Taylor Johnson, but you know, this Quicksilver will. Does he still have a career? He's in the Nolan movie. Is he? Yeah. Oh. I think he's gonna be the villain or an antagonist of some kind. Whatever. Can't wait. Ten. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Hope so. Um, I think Kenneth Branagh is going to be the new Michael Caine. Where once Michael Caine dies, Nolan's just going to put Kenneth Branagh in everything. That's my theory. But really excited for Caine to be the wise old guy again. It's it's really it's an unexplored territory for him of playing a wise old guy. I'm super stoked. Uh, your number two is my number two is uh again from Logan. Um. Laura's eulogy at the end of the movie, basically the last scene. Um, so the death? No, it's like funeral. Okay, well that's kind of mine. Okay, those I forgot that those were two different scenes. Yeah, so and they're one after the other. I kept separately. Part of me thinks this is a because, like, te- chronologically, this is the end, right? Like, Dark Phoenix is the end, end in terms of. I don't think so. I think this, because this takes series, place in 2029. No, I'm saying this is the last thing that time, on a timeline happens. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We see happen. Yeah, her burying him. Okay. So that's cool. Dark, all this Dark Phoenix stuff is before. Yeah. But realistically, the timeline doesn't matter because none of, they don't care. So. Great job, guys. <laughs> what happens when you let McG run your franchises? Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, very good. Very good, poignant scene. Something you really don't get to see often that, you know, they did. I don't know if it was this was the image of his gravestone in the comics at some point or is this a new invention? It probably was. Yeah. Very effective, though. I know they did a death of Wolverine, but that was recently. That was like maybe five years ago. Hmm. Good for them for not for holding off on that. But. Um, okay, you're gonna have to remind me how he dies. Doesn't he get killed by younger Wolverine? Yes. Uh, he gets impaled by a tree. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nice. Nice. And then he dies. Sad. As effective as Superman's death in BBS, or? Yeah, you mean as... the one that has no emotional well, I mean, relevance whatsoever because you know he's coming back at the end of the movie? Well, I mean, in fairness. And they also don't develop him up to that point. Superman's that arc was three years, and Wolverine only had 15. So, really, what are they going to do with 15 years, obviously? Because that's 15, three years is like at least 40 why years does, in Snyder why, time. Why does Fox and Marvel know how to do it 
at least in that regard, and DC just doesn't get it. Do they just don't understand the concept of time matters? There's a lot less pressure on Fox because they're sort of just a ring below. They're kind of just like there doing their thing, and yeah, everyone leaves. Really them alone. Pays a lot and when they do bad, they they get picked on, and then everyone leaves them alone again. Yeah, and then, and then when, when they, they do, do good, good people yeah. praise them. You're like, hey, that was cool. Way to go, guys! I'm like, why can't we win? Um, I guess the only thing that sort of bugs me about Logan's death is just every like. If you wanted to to put together a timeline in which to experience Logan's story, it would just it's just impossible. Like it's so it's so convoluted the way that we got that we got here. So like, isn't Origins technically like the first part of that trilogy? And then no, I don't consider that whole thing a trilogy. Okay, but like they're his movies that are outside of X Men and Xavier and all that crap. So like, I don't. I don't it just. To me, the the Wolverine story is just his storyline throughout each of the X-Men movies and the Wolverine and you know, little bits we get of him in Apocalypse and everything. So, uh, like it, it, it has it's a, it's a what? Ten part, like a ten part story. Yeah. So like, Luke's like Luke Skywalker, if we want to pull that whole mess into this is I think works great because you do. And it could have worked just like Logan did, um, where you have I think it did a pretty finite ending and a pretty strong ending. But just the difference between I guess episodes four through seven, and then the and every other movie that Hugh Jackman as Wolverine was in before now is just so like I, they completely are executed differently and executed in the case of. Wolverine so much more poorly where I just I struggle sometimes to remember the beats that I'm supposed to that are supposed to be important the, that I'm supposed the to thing is about because they, they still try to make Jean Grey a thing in Logan don't they no she's gone that's okay. the Wolverine okay well be that as it may the journey to get to Logan was a lot is so frustrating even though the, the payoff I to it's great I think the story of, I think his elements in the movies is a great journey together it's the movie around those things yeah isn't like the first x-men movie doesn't hold up well but he's great in it. i think he's his he, he it's his story in that movie same goes for x2 which holds up a lot better it's a great movie um he's the best part of x-men 3 he's the best part of every movie he's basically in outside of yeah pretty much every movie he's basically in mm-hmm. except, except for like first class but then when you throw days of future past into the timeline is when i just don't like how does where does that coexist with with I, origins and how I mean, does that deal with does, origins they don't even acknowledge they did just basically said this movie doesn't count just the fact that i the fact that i can't even when i was watching it in the theater i just couldn't emotionally invest myself in well in wolverine's we'll end that, because what if you would you say you did that with is that because you've only only seen each of the movies once or twice no i've seen I've, years, no, 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 no. I, I've if anything i've seen i mean i can say without a doubt i've seen the x-men movies more frequently than any of the marvel movies like i've rewatched x-men one and two a bunch i've you know days of future past i'd seen multiple times by then and first class the same like i've you know i sort of hit the highlights sure but you know i'd still i yeah, I but I spend too much time, I guess, in my brain trying to figure out the chronology of it all, and less time feeling impacted by the death of the character. Just because 
honestly, I wasn't even sure that this was a real story. And I kind of thought for, for some reason that it was like, a, it was like a spinoff and it, what we saw Hugh Jackman in before wasn't actually part of this story or something like that. It's just, I think it's too, it, it's just way, way too confusing. And I know there's a, probably a clear, and you have a clear idea of sort of what's the, the, yeah. the, the long form Wolverine story is for me, yeah. but I can hear that and read that so many times and it still just can't sink in for whatever reason. So I just feel like it's a great ending to a story that is just that didn't a mess. Happen. Yeah. It's, I, I wish, yeah. <laughs> Like, I wish he could go back and do, like, f- you know, three more real Wolverine pre- prequels or something like I that. I mean... To just I, set the record straight is, or something. I think, but I think taking away, like, look past that and just looking at it as what it is. Like, you gotta, I look at it kind of the same way you look at a, a comic book like, um, uh, what's a good, like The Dark Knight Returns. Like, that mm-hmm. isn't following That's true. any specific line or anything that's just its own story well, that could be right. a um a kind well, of that's a good point. ending point for a multitude of stories that have or may have happened or may not have happened yeah i think that's the way i look at logan is that okay. it's it's an elseworlds thing that acknowledges things that have happened but does its own thing and isn't beholden to any of them yeah and you can say it's, it's kind of um it's a sequel to the spirit of the character that we've seen but Without it could be it could be the ending to like five hundred different stories. Yeah, kind of. Okay. So shout out to Wolverine. Uh, what do we what do we at your number two? My number two. My already gave my number two. Okay, so, so my number two, um, is the uh Cuban Missile Crisis Bay of Pigs. Is it Bay of Pigs? I think it's just Cuban Missile Crisis set piece in X Men First Class, which I'm sort of doing a Deadpool thing of like when they get to the beach, just overall onwards because basically the whole final act. Yeah, like, eh, maybe those last, like, 15, 20 minutes. But, yes. I don't know. He would never make a best of list, but he would be at the top of a, uh, most underrated comic book villains list is, uh, Shaw, the Kevin Bacon character. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a pretty good villain. It's, the writing is solid, and, you know, I mean, if, for, being it's a more, former Nazi it, helps. It, it, it's Bacon. Yeah, but it's Bacon's charisma and his yeah. screen presence that really makes, uh, makes this movie and his death is extremely cathartic and it's a very cool, you know, I'm sure it's been done in a plenty of other Hitchcock or whatever movies, but having the, having your main two characters kind of work towards a common goal and then fracture once that goal is achieved is, you know, the, it's pretty fun and pretty interesting. Like I know the, the whole Charles and, um, the Xavier and Magneto sort of meme of their relationship is that they talk, they disagree, and then they play chess, and then it just repeats is, like, very true. But the origins of it, I think, were really, really solid. And the scene, you know, when he deflects the bullet into Charles's spine and takes some of the other guys with him to do the brotherhood of it all is really poignant and really interesting and, you know, fun. And, I mean... I think I don't. I really wasn't paying very close attention to this kind of comic book culture back then, but um, I can I can imagine a lot of optimism came out as because of First Class. And it's like, oh, there's younger actors yeah. that are you know were really getting into the, their world. You mean like I guess before the movie or when it came out, just uh, throughout the movie's process. Like I, I don't remember if it was like ah, they're rebooting X Men with James. No, Nicobre. I remember when it when it came out. Okay. When it was coming off of um. It's not Origins, Origins or X3? Origins. Origins. 
Um, it came off Origins, which everyone hated at that time. I remember everyone hated it because no one would shut up about it. Yeah. Um, and pretty much everyone was over this franchise at that point. Mm-hmm. Like I remember everyone was done. And then the trailers come out, and it didn't look good. Everyone thought it looked bad. The posters looked bad. Then the reviews come out, and everyone's loving it. And that kind of kept it alive. Yeah. Well, I yeah. My the point stands of it. It it revived a sense of optimism uh, yeah. in it all. I feel like they could have done for one more movie between that and Future Past because yeah, uh, I think just, so. It feels like it's too too soon to jump into something so big. Well, of uniting the future and the past and doing yeah, travel and I, stuff. Because Brian Singer was originally supposed to do First Class. No, I take that back. Matthew Vaughn was originally supposed to do the Future Past. He got the other way around. Um, but then I think it was when. Brian Singer came on that they were switching it. They were made it Days of Future Past. It might, I think it was going to be something different, but I could be wrong about that. Now, can you do all that again, but say McGee instead of Brian Singer? <laughs> just to keep, just to keep I could not do that well. because that's not what his name is. McGee is a nice person and is a decent. <laughs> bitch is afraid of flying. He's dead to me. I hate McGee. Flying is fun. It's amazing. But if I, I ever got take to, him over, don't you name? dare say it. Don't you dare take him over the Snyder. No, not Snyder. Oh, um, good. I mean, as a person, maybe. But uh, as a, who's the terrible director that did X Men Three? But Ratner, the Rat Man, the Rat Man. Literally, the, the the caricature of a Hollywood douchebag. Love it. God, Ratner is such a douchebag. God, he is the just the worst. And I thought that before all this stuff came out. When he was working the Academy Awards, and he was like, yeah, rehearsals, rehearsals for facts. I was like, oh, I know exactly the person that you are. This is great. And then I was sort of been waiting for people to find a good reason to just not include him in anything anymore. And, hey, it came. And he's probably a sad boy, which makes me happy. Yay. Um, but, yeah, that's the, that whole beach cube missile crisis scene is awesome. Um the 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 little tie into tie into um the history of the Cuban Missile Crisis and like Magneto I don't know if you remember this but he was in prison for killing JFK when in actuality he was trying to move the bullet from because like they're like oh how could the, the only way this bullet could zigzag all like this like the magic bullet theory is because of Magneto and then um uh then they're then he kind of revealed them he's like no I was trying to redirect i was trying to save the guy and i thought and then leading that into the missile crisis was just a lot of fun even if it did fudge with history a little bit um i thought it was enjoyable it was like uh forrest gump but with superheroes which is kind of what everybody wants right right you agree you completely agree. no that's a, that's a bad movie so uh, <laughs> but that's my number two First class all day, every day. Your number one is? My number one is obviously Logan's death. <sighs> so his death and his funeral are different things. Yes. That's not correct. That is correct. Sadly, that is incorrect. It is correct, and it's my list, so I'll do what I want. Oh, God, you got him. <laughs> you mad, man. <laughs> that whole scene is great when she says, when he's like, don't be what they made you. It's one of my favorite lines. That's my favorite line in the whole series. That's what I say whenever I uh, pinch off a loaf. I just look in my toilet before, look in the toilet before I flush, and I say, "Don't be what that made you." Call it pinching off a loaf. Yeah, it was it was a PG thirteen way of say taking a shit. I just didn't feel like going there, but you made me go there, so that's your fault. What happened to you as a child to make you this way? 
I don't know, man. A lot of it was, it was more of a sequence of circumstances. Not no one big thing. Um, All it takes yeah. is one bad day, as the Joker would say. Yeah, pretty much. Um, great. It's it's to me. It's it's just one of my favorite scenes ever. Um, Poignant when calls, AF. When she, when she calls him daddy, not trying to be weird. Um, it's it hits me, and it's great, and. Just that whole relationship is developed to that point where it's it really pays off in that scene for me. So I, I love it. it. I hate this. I hate the movie that I'm about to reference, but the heel turn from that to Greatest Showman is honestly pretty impressive for Jackman. Just to have those credits I mean, back to back. His performance isn't any isn't bad in Greatest Showman. Say whatever you want about the movie. I will say many things. One of which is his performance is bad. No, it's great. Did you not see the scene with the elephant? He's just on an elephant in the city, and he's literally waving his hat like they like yeah, old great. times. It's God no, I hate yeah, that movie so much. That's the that's the direction. I wanted Logan to was directed just too. decapitate the P.T. Barnum character so bad. <sighs> I love that movie. I don't care. You should care. You should feel no, bad. I don't. You should feel bad. But good. I, I'm, at least it wasn't something stupid like oh the scene when Logan. Walked by the cactus that was shaped like the cactus from issue 413. What the uh, fuck are you talking know. about? I don't know. I don't know how deep you are with Logan. No, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I've told you this. I don't care about X-Men comics. Cool. You I'm sure? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I feel like Considering I've read maybe five 7, of them in my 000. life. 7,000. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Um, my number one. Um, I made a note here. I don't know what it means, so maybe you'll be able to tell me. It's the end of Days of Future Past. Uh, mostly, I guess, for similar reasons as uh, my number two of First Class is the optimism that it puts in me for the future of, I guess, the franchise or whatever, where they do kind of wipe the slate clean and they seemingly fix all of the continuity issues and it's... I thought after seeing this that they would be able to move past that. While that is not obviously not the case, I think the end is really um oh, DC means Washington DC. Got it. Um yeah, both the cross cutting between what's happening in DC with when Magneto lifts the base lifts like the old RFK baseball stadium, puts it over the White House and um you know Pretty much everything that happens there that also, you know, if you cross-pollinate over into the future where the Sentinels are closing in is, like, really, really good uh, just filmmaking on an overall level. I mean, McGee just knocked it out of the park, and um, it doesn't emotionally rattle me, but it does bring as strong a sense of finality as almost any blockbuster I've really seen. And it's they just pulled it off perfectly. And I'm just, I really, really like how that ended. I just like a lot of things on this list, especially. I just wish I could connect it to a better overall storytelling experience. And that sucks. But you can't, some things you just can't change. So I just have to enjoy it for what it is and just try to forget about the bad things. Oh, well. Now you hate Days of Future Past now, which is sad. I don't hate it. You tell you keep trying to make me not like it. I like it. I just think it has a lot of things wrong with it. I disagree. 
And I'm right because I am smart. No. I can't even appreciate Logan. How smart am I really? Um, I gotta say, we haven't really heard much about any future cool scenes, I guess, or seen any in- cool future scenes with, um, Dark Phoenix. So, I don't know. Are they gonna have a Quicksilver scene? Are they gonna have another Logan shout out? Are they gonna, I don't know. Not optimistic, but. Um, I guess a good way to end this conversation briefly is looking ahead. What is something that you want to see from X-Men? As it is inevitably Um, rebooted. I mean, like, story-wise, character-wise? Just a general direction. Do this, don't do that. I mean, I'd like to see them actually give them costumes. Rather than leather. Don't be ridiculous. You can't expect them to actually be wearing costumes. It's just absurd. No. I, like, are you talking about the old style, you know, blue I mean, and yellow? Yeah, yellow. I mean, give Wolverine, don't, don't give him, you know, a wife beater and jeans. Give him, <laughs> give him like a costume. Give him the yellow spandex. Hmm. I mean, if you can't make it work, you can't make it work, but I want to see them, like, at least try with them. I mean, they teased it in the Wolverine, so. That's true. That's true. I don't, um, my expectations is they're just going to keep it pretty simple and just, you know, two in a, a year and a half or something like that. They're just like, hey, here's the new cast, you know, X Men, whatever, coming in, you know, six months. I don't, I don't think it's coming for a long time. So really, okay. Yeah, I think, I think they have their movies set for the next three, four years, and after that, they'll probably get to work on it. But honestly, I think they'll do Fantastic Four before X Men. Well, yeah. Let's... That needs that needs to be fixed. More. Much more. Okay. Well, uh I agree. I'm not dying to see the X Men kinda come back, but I'm interested to see I guess what let, let Marvel it, can do rest. and yeah, yeah, I got yeah. Definitely let it rest. For how long though is the question. But so yeah, those are our top five scenes. Let's head up a quick watching winning listening to. I have got a couple of movies. Um I guess since we're not going to be talking about it anytime soon or not recording for a few days, Aladdin is whatever. It's exists. It's kind of ugly and clunky, but the music's pretty good and the music sequences are great. Um, how's, just, how's Will Smith? He's fine. Didn't, didn't, is he just, is he just Will Smith with blue? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he fresh princes it as if, that's cool. Know, as that's the genie. Basically what I wanted. So. Yeah. It's, it is exactly what you'd expect it to be. He throws no curveballs. The script does, but he personally doesn't I mean, do anything it, you wouldn't expect him to. I don't know what you can really do curveball-wise with this character. I mean, it's, I mean, he's not, it's not like he can give a dramatic performance. I don't know. His eight-minute his eight monologue was pretty pretty powerful, but it just I don't think it landed with the theater. Um, it's I, I've liked it. I thought it was fine coming out, and now I'm sort of souring on it as as I go, not book smart related, but just in general, like, oh, that, yeah, I was pretty bored for like 40 minutes there in the middle. And, I mean, the, the original's miles better, but it's, it's okay. It's fine if you I want mean, to shut your kid up for an, a couple hours, but not, it's nothing really to, to, not very rewatchable. I, I, just, I see these remakes as just kind of, they're companion pieces to the original. Yeah. That's all I really need them to be. Also, I really I'm kind of done with like the whole outrage of people like, oh, why are you remaking the the Aladdin and the, the, the like? Okay, well, 
Because you keep going to see them. Why the hell else would they No, no, no. My point is, like, they made a Broadway show out of Frozen. They made a Broadway show out of Aladdin, Lion King. They made a Lion King, yeah. It's adapting these to different environments and different tones is nothing new. I don't really, it's fine. But it is annoying that they just keep, you know, Disney at least seems to be content remaking instead of making, but hopefully they'll get out of it. I mean, they're still making stuff. Yeah, it's just once every two, three years instead of two every year. If three years from now, it's like, oh, well, the the profits from Aladdin means we made this thing. That's really good. I'll be fine, but... For right now, it's just, it's a necessary evil. So, let Disney make all the money and, you know, we're just mouse slaves in a couple years, like 1984. Um, I also saw Book Smart, which is my favorite movie of the year. It is fantastic in every possible way. It's hysterical, touching, heartfelt. It's everything you'd expect it to be and everything that people have been saying it is. I adored it. Uh, can't recommend it enough. And then I watched another cute little movie called Julie and Julia today. Nothing much to say about that. It's, a little Nora from rom I remember hearing about that when it was coming out. It's set in New York. Still don't know anything about it. It's cute. It's just about cooking, and it kind of takes place of like in the fifties, where one character's becoming a chef, and then in present day, where another character's working her way through a cookbook. And it actually has surprisingly, in, this is two thousand nine, mind you, but interesting things to say about like online culture, and, you know, and people who make their living solely off of the internet, which. You know, is was kind of interesting, and it was fun to see what sort of what people thought back then, and how right or wrong they were. But my big uh, listening to actually is one of my favorite rock bands called the Amazons. Have a new album out. It's called Future Dust. It's very very good. It doesn't work as much of an album as it does just a collection of ten really good rock songs, but they're really good rock songs. So, uh, highly recommend the Amazons. Future Dust. I think Georgia is probably my favorite one so far. Either that or 25, but I think Georgia. Anyways, you, how about? Um, I'm going to pick up a movie we talked about for a second last week. Uh, the Dinos- Disney's Dinosaur. Oh, yeah. I've been watching. Um, it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting movie. It is what it is. Um, I would record. Have, have you seen it recently? Or? Uh, I think well, the last time I saw it, I was still shitting my pants. So that was about <laughs> five or ten years ago. Um, probably. Uh, wow, that's recent. Um, you know, yeah. IBS, bro. Don't judge. Okay. Um, I'm an irritable person. Uh, I have irritable bowels. What do you want from me? I gotta, I gotta say, techni- technologically, this is way more groundbreaking than I ever realized. Uh, did you know that they like shot this movie? Like it's it's part live. It's like live action with CGI. Huh. That's cool. I did not like the all the environments. They were shot like they cr- shot the scenes and then like with their like pre res in mind and then reinserted CGI characters. Okay, but how, but how woke is it? <laughs> Very woke. It's at least 20% woke. Um, okay. Well, it's pretty good for 1998. Yeah. 2000. 2000. Same thing. Um, the CGI itself, some shots look great. Others look laughable. Um, the lemurs that are in the movie for some reason are really annoying. Um, they look really, really bad. Some of the dinosaurs look great because just the way the texture looks makes it look natural, and the other one is not so much. Uh, but some shots are really, really impressive just on a visual standpoint. Um, the score is also fantastic, like one of the best Disney scores ever. Really? Uh, yeah. It's, the whole opening scene is 
seriously, it's like almost on par with the Lion King. It's incredible. Um, but the problem comes about ten minutes into the movie when the dialogue starts. No, oh, no, they start talking. Yeah, nice. um, it's. It, I think the original concept was it wasn't going to have any dialogue and it was going to be all silent and just this dinosaur movie. And then they were like, you know, we got to how the kids, kids like it. Yeah, so we got to add a silly little story, um, like of love interests, make add com- comedic characters that are lemurs, and add kind of silly dialogue, and that's what they did. Um, but still, it's an, it's entertaining. There's some fun scenes in it. There's a nice little, like, there's some fun little character moments in there. Um, so what's the overall message? Is it about racism? Nationalism? <laughs> it's just be kind to people. I don't fucking know. Right. It's, it's uh, I mean, it's very simple. It's it, Like, I mean, I said it in my letterbox review. It's the avatar of Disney movie, of animated movies. It's very, it's nice to look at. It's, um... It's nice sounding. It's, it's very technically impressive. But it's cinematic fiber. It goes right through uh, you. Yeah, it's you will. For, none of the characters are memorable. Yeah. Um, I, I I think Avatar is much better just because it's newer and it holds up better. But this is uh yeah it's you forget about it five minutes after you watch it. But it's mm. it's still I think it deserves some credit for where it's due. So it's interesting. Random question that just popped into my head. I just I need to know where you come down on this because you don't have grades because you're just a piece of shit. Uh, thoughts on Osmosis Jones? That, I watched that when I was in high school. Um, I remember enjoying it. Good movie. I don't really remember much about it. Lawrence Fishburne plays a virus. Yeah. Like dreadlocks. It's really, really. Isn't Chris Rock? Yeah. Me? And him okay. and Kelsey Grammer. Just the cinematic pairing everybody wanted. It's not recommend is Osmosis Jones. Don't know why I thought of it, but I did. Because it mixes a lot of action animation. Doesn't it? There was another through line. There was a there was a little highway my brain jumped on to get there. I don't know what it was. Different exit. Something like that. No. I don't know. You know, I'm just it's just a monkey clapping symbols up there sometimes. I don't even know. Don't even know what happens, but um, been what happened when you watch Logan, that's why you hate it. Pretty much. Moral of the story though, Logan sucks. Booksmart is, doesn't, so go see it and do not watch Logan because Booksmart is great. And Beanie okay. Feldstein is in it. And Caitlin Deaver. Deaver. Say it. Deaver. Things pronounced Dever. Whatever. Same thing. But until next time, you can follow us at underscore Realflix on Twitter where we're arguing with the release of Snyder Cut fanboys. <laughs> you see, I, I can't I don't know. believe. I don't know if you saw I tweeted to them, but they're like fifty. No, I tweeted. Of, ba- I, they tweeted back, so I I, I joined oh, them. Okay, cool. Well, like like fifty percent of the proceeds go to suicide prevention. I was like, so let me get this straight. I told someone to get, goes I told to suicide. To get a life. So. <laughs> you first. <laughs> like, okay, you're saying you don't have a life, so cool. Congrats, you won. Fifty percent goes to suicide prevention, and fifty percent goes to the equally important cause of having a director's cut of a movie that no one cared about that made no money released many years after the fact. Those are two completely... Those are the, basically the same on a moral scale. It's like, God! So stupid! Don't release... Hashtag don't release the Snyder Cut. Let's get that started. But, yeah, until next time, you can follow us at underscore Realflix on Twitter, yelling at Snyder fans on there. Uh, leave us an iTunes review. Please, if you're a Snyder fan, tell us. Give me an... Um, give me, like, a... What's it called? Let me know what's wrong with you. No, it, well, what's it called? Like when somebody writes a big letter explaining why they do, do stuff. It's like a manifesto. Get right, a manifesto. Also, one, one question before we go: What the hell is our Twitter header? Oh, it's from. Um, it's. Is that from Mamma Mia? 
No, it's from a Red Nose Day thing, but it's of Lily James oh. and um, Alicia Vikander getting married. So I'm just. It was know. Hulk and Rap and a, a Rocket Raccoon in the back of a truck, but then this one, this one took over because it's it makes me smile. And leave an iTunes review. Until next time, we'll talk to you next week. Cody, take it easy. Cody's not here. He's always here. <laughs> Josh, take it easy too. I guess if you want. Okay. okay. okay.